Welcome to the Arthur Companies podcast. This is John Melland, and with me today is Kevin Carl, the general manager for the Arthur Companies. Welcome, Kevin. Hey, thanks, everybody. Uh, appreciate everybody listening, and John for hosting this podcast. Yeah, this is uh, kind of a, a special edition here. We are here to talk about the USDA reports that came out this morning. Um, quite a lot of action. So, Kevin, what, uh, you know, I saw corn limit up. 25 soybeans limit up 70 uh you know tell us what happened and uh what was the market expecting i think it's probably fair to say that there was some surprise out there yeah I, for sure there was some surprise right whenever you see a, a giant delta move um anytime it's the higher and, and usca is the cause of that farmers will always react and yeah absolutely like we've been waiting for this all along um but you have a lot of smiling faces across the farm belt. And whether that's in a community bank or at the farm um, or in the grain merchandiser's office, I mean, for the most part, everybody's uh, shocked but happy anytime markets go up. Um, once you digest into the numbers, I think it creates more questions than it does answers today. But uh, for the most part, phones are actually really quiet on a limit up day. You'd be surprised in in uh, in that concept everybody's being getting machinery ready but for the most part some target orders fill and some guys call to cancel orders but other than that it's uh it's kind of just another afternoon we generally get way more volume on a big down day than, than a big up sure sure okay so so two reports come out the the prospective plantings report and the grain stocks report so so tell me was this movement because of the stocks or the acres or both what why why the movement today the the large movement that we saw was all based on acres so the usda threw us a giant curveball on acres both on corn and soybeans and to some extent wheat um, but we saw a large deviation from what the market expected on acres so if you look at the trade range was expecting give or take 93 million acres of corn. Some guys are higher on the 94 side, some are 92 side, but within a million dollar or a million acre delta on acres, we were somewhere around 93. USDA came out today at 91.1, um, budgeting in a trend line yield going into going into the crop year. That leaves us with a tight, tight balance sheet coming out of 2021 crop. So you see a situation like that. The old crop is kind of done. It's baked. We know what's there. Quarterly stocks matter. Uh, especially regionally. I mean, the quarterly stocks reports, John, are always really helpful to look regionally at where is the grain. I mean, there are times that we'll see faster disappearance in, say, the Western Corn Belt versus the Eastern Corn Belt or in Minnesota versus North Dakota, and, and that may tell you some localized things, but that's more, hey, it's going to rain in Patuka County today, but not 10 miles away, right? What, what the stocks report says is, today we aren't going to plant enough corn and that's assuming a trend line yield so now you're sitting there march 31st whether you believe the usda is right or not and and the surveys are right or not but today the marketplace says we don't have enough corn um we, we go limit up right away 25 cents boom um and we've had a tough couple of weeks in corn so we're kind of rallying back to those contract highs but we're back on new crop we'll be we'll be trading through new crop highs here in the overnight session and then through uh, into the Easter weekend for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting to see what's going to happen in the next couple of days. Okay. How about soybeans? Soybeans kind of the same concept. So when you look at, when you look at the soybean acre number, 87.6 million acres last year, we planted 83 million acres of, of soybeans in this country. Um, just not enough acres. I mean, I think, I think the industry was somewhere around 88, um, you know, give or take 89, nine, we're 2 million acres of Delta lower than any trade average guess. So you're talking three to four to five different, you know, uh, economic firms that are doing private, 
private acre polls, private seed sale polls. I mean, these are guys spending a lot of time trying to make these estimates. And for the USDA to be that far off, it really begs the question of where do those 4 million acres go? So if you're mm. off 2 million, give or take, and you're off 2 million, um, these are giant numbers to be off. So the question is, where are those acres at? And and if you look back at historical total planted acres to major crops, the USDA, for for some reason, is forecasting you know, four to five million acres of lower lower planting. So is that some expected prevent plant based on historical averages? Is that um, more grass crops or, or looking into some things? That's something we're spending time on right now and trying to figure out. But, you know, the early indication is that we need more corn and soybean acres to keep our balance sheets in a surplus. So right now that's, that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so you're talking about historically speaking, you know, tell me how, how, how accurate are, you know, are the March reports, you know, compared to what it ends up actually being? Not that much. I mean, it's it's a survey. So you're yeah. surveying farmers a month ago, and then you're correlating that data back into some historical averages. And the USDA keeps all of their formulas and their algorithms private, but for the most part, that's what they're doing. Uh, you look back a month, and a lot of things have changed. I mean, you look at whether it's dryness or places in the southern, you know, the southern corn belt got a lot of moisture. You look at how farmers answer surveys, and there should be some statistical deviation and errors. But over the mean, if you interview enough farmers, it should be statistically close now how many of these acres do or don't get planted i'm of the person belief these are the smallest numbers we're going to print on corn soybeans so mm-hmm. this is a golden opportunity at some point for for people that are on the selling end of the procurement chain now if you're running a intermediary livestock feeder or you're an end use you know corn ethanol user you'd want to see more acres for sure i mean it's going to be really hard to buy raw material from farmers in the next two to three months as these prices continue to stay on a trend upward right 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 well and 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 really you know talking historically speaking whether it's accurate or not to a certain extent it doesn't matter as of right now it's you know the market's going to move based on that's a great point i mean and, and all things are all markets are a voting machine so every day of the week everybody's showing up and they're voting and whether it's uh what is uh what is tesla stock worth today or what is corn worth today it's a giant voting machine and, and these usda numbers as critical as people can be on them are the best we have I mean, they, they are the best we have, and they're the gold standard in the marker. Now, you can be critical on either side of if that's right or not, but today that's that's what we have. So we're going to use these numbers going into June, and when we get actual final acre planted numbers, um, there's going to be a, a ton of grain merchandisers and big grain companies driving across the Midwest trying to figure out what was planted, and there will be crop tour season, yeah. and everybody will be, uh, well, I talked to a buddy at FC Stone, and he found this, and, and that will be fun. I mean, that's kind of a fun part of the year, and things are growing, and they're green, and there's a lot of energy around. So, you know, we'll we'll work into that to try to figure out what was planted, but we, we need more corn and soybean acres. So price is going to dictate that and, and the numbers and, and the balance sheets are going to do the same. Well, so. and, and there's a lot of time between now and then. So, you know, a lot of time to kind of make some plans and what, what we're going to do. But well, that's yeah. And fertilizer availability is going to be an interesting question as you say, hey, we need more corn acres. How do we make that happen? Um, can the infrastructure network handle that? You know, there's there's other ripple questions that happen after this. I mean, I, I, like I said, this is a big ripple effect where you're dropping a bowling ball into a pool. And now, now what happens economically here in the next two to three months because of that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So any, any North Dakota specific numbers you want to share? It might be interesting. Yes. So uh, right now USDA looks like they're planning for North Dakota to plant most of their crop. The last two years, we've had a lot of prevent plant in the state of North Dakota, which has really affected our business and, and a lot of our local businesses and our farmers. 
Um, they printed the North Dakota corn acre number at 3.3 million acres. That is up 1.3 million acres from oh. last year. So oh. whoa is right. Yeah, that, you know, we're going to figure out how many shuttle cars more are needed in the state of rail cars, but uh, it's a lot. So depending on the dryness and the yields, I mean, there's some concern there, but I think I think that number could anything but grow, especially with a range on. I, I, yeah. I see, you know, $4.5 corn off the combine and, and fertilizer availability being pretty good. And I look at the situation where we could easily plant another two, 300,000 acres of corn in the state, no problem. I mean, the planters are big enough, the, the labor's there. We have two months to plant it now. I mean, it's not even, it's not even April 1st, and God, we could be in the field next week. Yeah. So. Certainly it's kind of looking like that. Certainly it is. And, and you know, North Dakota corn acreage is up 69% uh, over last year, according <laughs> to this. So you think of a corn acre versus a wheat or a soybean acre, that's just a lot more truckloads, a lot more volume, a lot more you know, diesel fuel needed. It's just a lot more of everything, right? The scalability will be interesting, but I, I think our farmers can do it. I really, really do. Okay. Okay. Interesting. How about, so that was corn. That was corn. Okay. Anything else you want to, you just want to share corn or you want to talk about soybeans or? Well, soybeans are my favorite. So okay. we're going to go to that next. I'll save wheat for last, but okay. uh, wheat is where all the questions are at, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give some shout outs. I did a wheat tour today where I called a bunch of wheat elevators and asked, is this right? And I kind of said, well, <laughs> So, you know, here in the Red River Valley, we, we just don't have as much weed anymore. But yeah, yeah. Um, August harvest is nice. I do miss that. But North Dakota soybean acres, 7 million acres. So if you look back to 2014, we've only had one year, 2017, where we had 7.1 million acres. So we are really, really close to planting a record amount of soybeans in the state of North Dakota. Wow. I think we will. I mean, I think I think the over would definitely be the bet on that. But um, I just, you're going to see a lot of soybeans. You're, you're going to rotate out of some of these other crops. They're easier to scale. They're easier to spray. Uh, and it's easy to keep your fields you know, relatively clean. So I think from a agronomic standpoint, there's some rotational issues with soybeans, but, uh, you know, if we're going to stay dry, you can plant them late into May or in the middle of May and wait for a rain and maybe, you know, hedge your risk a little bit in, in the moisture profile situation. And they're, it's cheap to, cheaper to plant. I mean, it's probably... You know, forty percent or more cheaper to plant than than wheat or corn. Yeah, so, yeah. but I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over on seven point one million acres. But North Dakota's up a million two on acres. So you look at all the other states; the whole country is up four and a half million acres, John. And North Dakota's one point two million of that. So yeah. people always say North Dakota doesn't matter. You know, we're not Iowa. But when you look at soybean acres, we we really do. Um, and the Chinese. It appears right now like they want them, and we're the closest source of soybeans to the to the BNW. So I'm excited about that, and that's why I love soybeans. Okay, so corn up one point. What did we say? One point one. One point three. One point three. And beans up one. Beans up one point two. Yep. Okay. What's wheat? <sighs> Wheat's a wheat's a rotational crop. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I love wheat. I'm just I'm just kidding. So on the wheat side, I'm I'm torn on the wheat front because, you know, a, a pro wheat acre would be we can plant it early. It's going to go in in April. Um, we've really struggled to push our wheat yields up a lot the last couple of years. I mean, it's been we've had drowned out with being too wet or we've had spots where it's too dry. The profitability on wheat's been a challenge, but it's rotationally phenomenal for the soil and uh, it's something we don't want to see go. The, the USDA is saying today, um, I'll start with Durham. They're starting with Durham at 750,000 acres, and they're starting with wheat at 5.6 million acres. Mm-hmm. Internally, we thought wheat would be closer to 5 million acres, and we thought Durham would be closer to 900 to a million acres, 900,000 to a million. So uh, we felt like they were a little light on Durham, 
and really heavy on spring wheat. I mean, it, for us to be, you know, as a as a proxy, last year we, we had 5.7 million acres of spring wheat, and this year we're going to plant 100,000 less at 5.6. I just, I'm not seeing it on our seed sales. I'm not seeing it in talking to our farmers. You know, everybody, whether it's dryness or profitability, seems like they're cutting back on the wheat acre. So I'm, I'm in disagreement with that, but we'll have to see how this plays out. Yeah. But wheat was up 20 today following corn. I mean, I think we see some wheat profitability coming back now as, as corn goes higher. But, you know, as a substitute, um, we'll have to see what happens in the next month. But we're going to be planting wheat next week here. So that decision has to be made relatively quickly. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So, so it's I know it's early, but but based on kind of what we saw today, are you hearing any, you know, shifting in what our farmers are thinking in terms of going into spring? Um, on that note, from a price standpoint today, I haven't heard anything. Now, I've heard a couple of guys say, if we get a rain in the next two weeks, I'll plant another quarter of wheat, or. I'll, you know, plant a little more corn. If we get dry and late, guys will air on a little more soybeans waiting on an early May rain. Um, and there's a lot of reasons that I think everybody has a different, you know, decision matrix on why or how or what to do. But you're going to see a, an interesting blend of our farmers here can change hands and change fields really, really quickly. And they've got the equipment to cover the ground really fast. As we've seen the last two years with like unbelievably wet springs. I mean, John, we didn't start last year planting till May 10th. Yeah. And then it was a grind from, you know, May 10th, it would rain and then May 12th and then it would rain. And it was, you know, but the equipment and the way these guys can move now on the farm, I do think we'll, you know, we'll be able to cover this ground in a hurry, but it might be just kind of a more long drawn out spring. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it certainly looks different outside this year than last year. That's, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean we're we're one big rain away from a lot of optimism, especially with these prices. But today it's uh you know, dryness is the first word out of everybody's mouth, whether you're in Grandin or whether you're in Martin. So that's that yeah. seems to be what I've heard. Um I talked to some elevator managers in western North Dakota in the Devil's Lake Basin today, and they, they reiterated the exact same thing I heard. They said soybean acre we're gaining soybean acres every single day versus the wheat acre because of dryness and because of just timing. They don't want to plant wheat in mid May. Um, some guys may wait for a rain, a later season crop, and you're seeing uh, maybe a couple driving acres kind of drop off here at the end. But $12 soybeans a pretty uh, pretty lucrative thing to compete against if you're other commodity. Yeah, it's pretty appealing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's great, Kevin. Any any other closing comments that we didn't get to? Otherwise, we'll uh, we'll close it up here. No, I just wanted to say thanks to everybody for listening. This is our this is our first go to post USDA podcast. So as we do more of these, we're going to try to figure out uh, what helps you make better decisions on your farm and, and what information you can get. I, I have the same conversation 25 times a day after the reports, and some guys want to be able to listen to it on their own time. So I hope we can add value to your farm through this. And, and if you have any questions, reach out to a merchandiser or me directly, and I just want to thank everybody for their business. Yeah, that's great. Thank you all for listening today, and we hope uh, we can bring you more timely information uh, in the future. So thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time on the Arthur Company's podcast. Thanks, John.